And here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Creating Geeks podcast. This is Chris and Sarah. Sarah, how are you today? Hot. Hot, yes. Before I get into our very special guest you already see and are probably wondering, oh, who is this guy? Why does he have a guitar? I want to thank my $15 or more a month patrons that allow all of my shows to happen. They are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Christian Chipman, Hugh Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, and collaborating online. And just um, a, a new uh, um, thing today. Today's episode is brought to you by the Imagination Movers, an alternative rock band and television show for kids, creating music that speaks to kids, not down to them. The Imagination Movers show is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Chris, I think that our situation could use a little imagination. Well, we're in luck because today's guest is Mover Rich from the Imagination Movers. Mover Rich, introduce yourself to our listeners. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah. Creating Geeks. Creating Geeks. Yeah. Creating Geeks is a podcast. And I'm going to talk to y'all right now. Oh. Hey, everybody. Hello from New Orleans, Louisiana. This is Imagination Mover Rich. Good to see you guys. Oh, it's great to see you, man. Um, and, and you guys will probably hear our two children are wandering around the room, so you'll hear them in the background. Um, Rich, so our wife and I were talking before around like 2008, 2009. We were just finishing up college, live, or I was finishing grad school, um, living in Lowell, Massachusetts, and we stumbled upon your show. Um, what was that first song, The um, This Friendship? Was that the one? It had kind of like a... The sad one that I have on my Yeah, own. That, I love that song. Oh, well, uh, we were just channel serving and I used to put on like Disney channel for like mindless TV when I was doing work because if I put on something I wanted to pay attention to and it was like a morning and that came on with like that the other cartoon with the British kids oh Charlie and Lola, Charlie and Lola yeah and then suddenly <laughs> the movers disappeared they moved yeah but i'm so uh and, and you guys are back on on disney plus now which is awesome so we can't wait to dig right back into that with our kids because our daughter loves music like she just first saw you on with your guitar where's my ukulele <laughs> she said <laughs> but I, give us again we don't need to do the you know we have a short period of time i don't want to keep it on but g give us a, a little bit of background like who are you like how did this uh come about yeah so the movers are four buddies from new orleans louisiana we all had um, little kids in the early 2000s and thought, hey, it'd be fun to, to you know, make some music and, you know, just be, be creative. So we started playing concerts just for our friends here in the city and uh, uh, recording some music back in uh, around that time. And we pitched the idea of a television show to several different, well, really anyone who would listen. And... Um, uh, in 2005, some executives from the Disney Channel and Walt Disney Records came to see uh, to see us perform at uh, Jazz Fest in New Orleans, and we began negotiating the idea to do a TV show. Uh, obviously, the rest is history. We ended up shooting 75 episodes of this show. Uh, it, it's been broadcast in 50 countries, 20 22 languages, and we've spent basically the last 15 years or 10, at least 12 years touring all over the world. So we've played concerts all, all across North America, U.S. and Canada, uh, Asia, 
Europe, the Middle East, uh, and uh, we now have just released our 10th album last year. Uh, just, we enjoy it, we love making music. Right now, we um, unfortunately, we had a whole you know bunch of shows scheduled for this year that are basically all wash. So um, we're in the process of rescheduling everything for you know for we hope for the the you know twenty twenty one and beyond. But um, yeah, it, being back on Disney uh, Plus is really good for us. We're excited because uh, we're getting uh, lots of new messages and, and orders for you know, music and video from, from new fans. So yeah, it's a kind of exciting time for us. No, it's awesome. And you know, like we said, the show, it's just so, it, it catches you off guard. Cause it's like, okay, it's a kid's show. And then it's like, Oh, there's me, you guys are how many songs an episode. It was crazy, right? Yeah. So it was very heavy emphasis on music. We, there was, I guess there was probably six, music moments in the shows you had well the theme song and the the outro but then um we would shoot two music videos for every episode and then there was stuff like brainstorming which is like an evergreen video that would happen every time but um we didn't like we would we reused a few songs like there were some there like there's like there's songs that had themes like working together or we're going to solve a problem those kept coming up over and over again but um uh, but yeah, we de- definitely wrote a lot of, a lot of great songs. Had nice. us doing it. What was fun for us was they would say like, "Hey, we need a, um, you know, we need a song about butterfly for three weeks from now for the next episode." And so we would we had a little like recording studio down the hall in the from the in the soundstage, and we would like in between takes, we would go and uh, you know write a song. So like, uh, let's see, butterfly. Butterfly, won't you spread your wings? Put the green grass and everything. Butterfly, butterfly, won't you fly away? Splash your color on a sunny day. Spread your wings, won't you spread your wings and fly, fly? Butterfly, flown in a breeze. Anyway, so like, you know, you would say, hey, a butterfly, what, what am I gonna do? You run down the hall, eat a peanut butter sandwich, write a song real fast, and go back and, um, you know, film your next scene. It it was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely, especially when you're creative doing something else already, and then it's a whole other medium, but it's like melding it together, which is kind of the whole shtick anyway. But, so did you guys, like, the the show idea, was that, like, the, the episode ideas, there was a writing team writing that, or were you guys coming up? Or was it just you guys focused on the music? Like, it's just interesting because that is a lot more than just being an actor, like, at that point, right? Yeah, so it was a combination of what you just said. Because, so, the idea for the show, the characters, the warehouse, uh, the the brainstorming, the infinite rooms, warehouse mouse, knit knots, all of the ancillary characters, we, we, we dreamed all that up really early in the process of what, you know, before, when we were just, like, scrawling ideas down on a napkin, drinking a beer after the kids went to bed. But then uh, when it came time to actually generate all that content at a high level with a high production value, um, you know, Disney brought in all sorts of great experts. So we were, we were executive producers uh, of the show, but then there was like this, there was an actual like production team that the production company that made the show. 
Um, and so let's say there's a story about the, the baseball one. Uh, there would be the producers, the executives, like the Disney Channel executives, uh, the movers, and then the, the, there's a writing staff based in LA of, I think it was, you know, head writer plus maybe six. So all of those people would be sending emails and working and, you know, um, when, when we were in the middle of a season, we would, we would be, re uh, you know, mostly reading uh, scripts in different stages that were coming to us from the, from the, uh, you know, the writing staff. No, you don't. That's awesome. Yeah, and Ava needs a pair of scissors. <laughs> I need a pair of scissors to cut the wrapper. Uh-oh. Nope. You want to go help her real quick? Why don't you bring me a plate? I want to help her. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just wild to think of, like, I, I read a little bit about you guys, and this is the thing that always struck me. So you were all firefighters or a good portion of you? Well, so, well, we, well, we only have one. We, so Smitty is a firefighter. And he's a uh, captain in the fire department now and potentially going to be a chief. Uh, uh, I, my, my other job, you know, my side hustle has always been journalism and writing. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And Scott is a, is a teacher. He used to teach like middle school. And now he's a, he runs the music program at a, at a university here in Louisiana. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. And Dave is an architect. So we have a firefighter, architect, writer, teacher. Um, okay. And you were all, or a large portion of you then were in New Orleans during Katrina? We were all in New Orleans, yeah. So uh, uh, of the four of us, only one did not get flooded completely. Oh. Um, Smitty, who was the firefighter, actually, he lived in a different section of town where it was, it was a little higher and drier. So he, um, we, we had all evacuated. We were running around you know, all over the South, just trying to find a place to stay. And he was here in New Orleans uh, working, basically, you know, doing search and rescue the whole time uh, for that maybe month after the flood. And then uh, we all ended up back here maybe by October and uh, started acting. We, we were one of the first people to record uh, a song in New Orleans after the flood. We recorded, Smitty wrote this song um, called We Got Each Other. Uh, we got each other. So you know, said, yeah, the wind is blowing. They say a storm is coming. Yeah, we're packing up the car. I got the engine running. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're at. I got my mom and my dad. I got my sister and my cat. We got each other to lean on. We got each other to lean on. Yeah, so Smitty wrote that song while we, sort of for the rest of us, while he was back here working. Aww. As we came back to town and recorded that, you know, pretty quickly after the flood. But yeah, so we were all New Orleans guys. Um, and we all had to deal with all that stuff. But then in the aftermath of the flood was when we were able to, that's, we were negotiating with Disney when that happened. And it's almost sped it up uh, because, you know, we, we didn't have any other, you know, every, everything else kind of got put on hold, normal life. And we really focused on those negotiations. They were concerned about us and thinking about us. And so we kind of fast, 
you know, turbocharged our process and got to, so that by like 07, we were making the pilot. So it was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, here in Louisiana. So it was good. We, the show Movers was also a good thing for Louisiana because it brought uh, film production and a lot of investment uh, right after the flood. I mean, Disney spent a, a, a lot of money over those four years uh, making the show. So we're really, really thankful. You can tell that the production design on it is, is it, it's cool. You're thinking back to when we were kids, you know, you think about a show that would try to be on that scale. Right. But um, it would either have, you know, all of the money of like a Barney or something behind it that would just make it big. Or you'd have, you know, something like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show I always think of, of like the guys hanging out. And it's like, man, it's like that was like public access TV looking. And your thing is, you know, it's got the it, it was just it's so bright and happy and well put together. And I'm an engineer. So all of the uh, just thinking about a show that can get kids to be, you know, think about mechanics and using their hands and putting stuff together and solving problems is just wild to me and so music all of that it just hits on every level for me and an interesting thing about being a band you said you were playing jazz fest was was it always with a bent on like a, a family friendly like kids music kind of thing and were you like welcomed with open arms to a fest like that yeah so we we started off playing just literally in the, in the kids tent um, and that's where, when, when the Disney execs came, they came and saw us there. I, I think it was that year. I remember there was this, we had some horrible, like, while we're getting ready to play, I was walking through the crowd high-fiving and there was some terrible, like, like the PA, like had a feedback, like feedback moment or something. It was like scared the heck out of everybody. But, um, but, um, so we started kids tent and then as we started going into like production for the show, we had become kind of a big local story. So really since, since we, since before the show went on the air, even we always play the, there's two big, big stages of jazz fest, the Acura and the Gentilly stage at the two ends of the fairgrounds. And we would, we then played those stages, but they, they put us on like at, you know, noon or one. And so all the um, families start their day at those stages. And uh, yeah, there was a couple of times like, at the peak moment where we had just a massive, massive crowd in front of the stage and we had a bunch of like, you know, New Orleans luminary uh, uh, musicians playing with us. It was, it was amazing. There's a board tape from a 2006 performance, which was, I remember we played the Acura stage that year and we had all these guys. There's a band called Galactic, which is a big New Orleans band, guys our age. And they were all on stage with us. And it sounds amazing, you know, it was a really great show. So it's awesome. It, it reminds me, you know, I saw about a year or so ago, I saw they might be giants. And yeah. they have, a, I mean, not all their stuff is kids' music, but they have a very big bent and a big back catalog of kids' music. And they did the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse stuff and all that. And so I saw a 21 plus show of theirs in Boston, but in the nice. middle of it, they played all their kids' stuff. And it was awesome because the crowd loved it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of it being like, oh, grown, here they go. It's like, and that made me really happy. Um, because, uh, you know, like I said, the, the whole idea of this show, the whole idea, you know, of like that music doesn't have to be an adults only thing and it doesn't have to be a kids only thing and entertainment doesn't have to be for one specific group that can bridge that whole uh, gap. So then 
you know, Sarah and I saw you guys live, and I would recommend anybody. It doesn't. I don't even care if you have kids. Go see these guys live if they come around. If if you're listening, because it was just such an inclusive, happy thing. Did you did you get the same vibe? Yeah. It 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 just wasn't. Um, there was no. Uh, no, there's no pretense to it. I guess is is. So the kid had just as much fun as the you know. You know, guys, you know, when you covered a Led Zeppelin song, I think he's up there just rocking out. It's like, this is awesome. Well, we, um, you mentioned that the Lady Giants can switch them to their kids' music. What we, what we find is that um, we've had a lot of fun over the years play, playing our exact same set we would normally play, but at a bar at one in the morning. Yes. And it, it translates perfectly because, well, you know, we've written. 200 songs right and recorded most of those but there's a there's like probably a very concentrated amount of those that we rely on for the live show uh, and it's the ones that are very interactive and that that, that are uh, that that grab people on first listen and so I, I, we laugh because a lot of our songs the, uh, the the chorus of the song is is your instruction so like Everybody in the house, won't you clap four times? So, like, we're literally telling people, won't you clap four times? Hey, hey. And then, you know, hey, we don't need an eight-piece band. All we need are these buckets and cans. Gonna make some music, gonna have some fun. Anyway, so, like, literally the song will guide an audience member through the song as we're performing it. And so, uh, like, that song, Buckets and Cans, we played... Uh, on most continents now, and uh, and it's all we it, we have a blast every time we do it. By the end of the song, the whole whether it's a small theater uh, uh, or a or or, or a, you know a big. I'm thinking of this time we played in Dubai at this huge you know arena. Like the whole place is just like going bouncing up and down. So we love ours. We love our set. We love to play live, and uh, it's actually you, you, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of weird. This, this is a tragic time we're in right now. There's been some silver linings, reconnecting with your family. That's great. The, the, the most frustrating thing for us is that we haven't gotten to go out and, and rock, you know. So right. we're hoping we get to get back and do it. Well, absolutely. So. And that, I mean, that's, you got to think, I'm just thinking of the time frame here, right? You know, it, it's just crazy because you get, you know, maybe five, six years after you guys did what you did. Um, without the without the Disney backing, without them seeing you at the Jazz Fest, right? You get things like YouTube has become a big sensation for kids' show stuff, and it just it's cool to think. No, this was on television, like, and you know, you think back how much that isn't happening anymore. Like everything for television is going either digital or created in a computer, you know, or whatever, and just people, human faces talking to kids and spreading that message of, you know. I don't know how much more we're going to have after you guys. You know what I mean? It, it, it's moved. You know, we've got our, our kids watch everything. So you've got like Bounce Patrol, Blippy, and the Micmacs. There's stuff like this on YouTube. But there's something about the cynicism of, you know, like a big thing like television or a big thing like Disney bringing something so pure, I think. And the fact that you guys still have that live show. Like, I don't know what if I didn't know what to expect from seeing you guys live. So I wasn't sure if it was going to be. You know, like Disney Live, where it was like characters, it was more pre-recorded. But to see you actually playing and actually being a legitimate band, and that being the bent of what you were trying to say to the kids, instead of 
product placement and all this other stuff was just such a cool thing to me. That's awesome. I don't know. It, it just it, it it really it was inspiring. I guess. Appreciate that. Yeah, we we even when even when we went on the air in '08, uh, we were one of the la- one of the last and only live action things you would see. That's what we noticed, and so. Um, you know, it, it, things have gone heavily toward animation and they have stayed that way. But, um, yeah, there's something to be said for real people treating each other with kindness and respect and working together as a team and brainstorming ideas. It's nice. It's nice to see it. We think it's good for kids to see, especially, you know, it's like basically four dads being just goofy dads. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, the style of humor and interaction that we showed on the show was basically just how we act in our life so yeah we're really proud of it and we're glad that, it, that we're glad that it's um uh available to a new generation now on on disney plus no exactly yeah. you know we're it, excited to see it yeah because i know you got you went through some time i mean there was that super movers pilot which we loved we downloaded the song the little cartoon thing and it's like oh cool they're gonna do something new because you, you couldn't find you anywhere you know, and uh, it's so cool that that's happening because, like you said, through that, you're going to catch a whole new generation. It's weird to say that when your show was only on like 10 or 15 years ago, but a whole new generation because kids aren't kids forever. And oh, they're going to have kids. Yeah, like how fast pop culture moves. Yeah. When I just started this week, we were watching because we started watching Lost <laughs> with, yeah. my, with my kids. And I, that, that, was, that was 2004. Oh. I can't believe it. That was old, uh, and it, it looks good. It, it holds up, but um, I was shocked when I realized how, how much time had gone by, you know? But, it's uh, someone, someone posted something the other day that broke me. It said, the song 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. 1995. That would be like a band today writing a song about 2004. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know, we're older than you guys, obviously, but... Uh, when, I remember when I was growing up, you'd hear songs from like Led Zeppelin or whatever, uh, and that seemed like it was from a, a hundred years ago to me, you know? Like it seemed like this ancient times, and yeah, and that would be, like you say, from, so let's see, uh, let's, yeah, like you say, that would be, yeah, that would be like Lost. The, a sh- something made in 2004, that was about, that was the right span of time between when I was a teenager and Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> It's just so weird. And, <laughs> and like you said, but but what you do, what you guys do is you're able to mix a song like that f- that was you cut co- that quote unquote old when you were a teenager into something that a kid's gonna hear now and that they're gonna have that memory and then they're gonna hear it and go, Oh, you know, the imagination movers played that when I saw them when I was like eight. And it's just it th- that's what's so cool about music, in in my opinion. Yeah. No, absolutely. We had a funny, we played at Austin City Limits Music Festival this past, um, was it fall? And uh, we uh, we had a funny moment because we, you know, we were playing in the special area for families, but then we decided to just walk outside of that area in our suits. And um, we spent, we could have literally spent all day, the whole festival, just uh, signing and taking pictures with um, all these 20 year olds and 18 year olds that had, had grown up with the show, you know? So that, that was really funny. <laughs> well, no, at the show. no, because we, we totally had the same reaction. It's like when you go to see a, a big, cause again, you know, okay. Yeah. It's at the top field fair. It's on a stage, you know, that's a fair we're comfortable with, but you're on a stage. 
You know what I mean? It's more like a, a bigger show. Right. And there's been big name bands. So you guys are a big name band us. And so as parents, you, we're not expecting the band to come out in the crowd and start shaking hands and singing with the crowd and everything because that's just not what you expect with the territory. So for you guys to do that like a local or smaller act would do, it it really made it feel personable. And yeah. I'm thinking for an adult, if it has that sort of like magic, like I said to people, this was magic. Like these guys came out and it's like, oh my God, that's Mover Rich. Wait a minute, dude, you're 34. Like, why are you reacting this way? He's like, no, because he's awesome. Go talk to him. But then if that means that much to us, what does it mean to a little kid? Like that sees you on TV and just goes, oh my God, I got to talk with Mover Rich for five minutes to take pictures. That's like awesome. that to me is so important. Yeah, my favorite thing to do back in the day when we were doing the big, big, you know, tour bus tours was uh, I would always, uh, for the, like, same same moment in every show, I would sneak backstage, find this, and go up to the um, second or third balcony and just go to the, literally, like, the furthest row from the stage and just start hanging out and surprise people. Um, that that was, like, a, a very funny moment. And honestly, we always joke, uh, you could come, we could probably have, entertain we, we always for us enjoyed the playing the music playing it live being uh you know a, a live band versus a track stack and all that kind of stuff but like you say the kids appreciate the interaction so we probably could have showed up at a venue put on a put on the cd uh let some dancers dance on stage if we just walked through the crowd and high-fived everybody for an hour they'd be just as happy <laughs> of course but that's that's why it's the whole package right because you guys you're not doing something that feels that feels like you're undermining yourselves right you're musicians and you love playing it but then the fans get an experience that means more to them than you could probably ever know or imagine or even quantify it's like it's not even that like you step wake up in the morning and go i'm gonna give a person this experience like that's all just created by them and my brother's a local critic and he always says if you treat everybody that's coming up to you and seeing you, because he's got a face that people recognize, if you treat them all like they're the most important person in the world to you, then that interaction is going to make their entire life. You know what I mean? It, you can't. You, how are you supposed to know what someone thinks of you? Right. You know. What I mean? So if you have a bad day, they're going to remember your bad day the right. rest of their attempt. So you got to try as hard as you can, and and. To me, you know, being an act that just exudes positivity, especially with what we're dealing with in the world right now, and then coming out of the fallout of Katrina, right? You know, to the, it's just so good to be talking to someone that creates something that's so positive, I guess. Well, that's nice you to say. Yeah, and I, I think that's a big part of how we've been able to sort of last for as long as we've lasted doing what we do is that we, we're, we're grateful and we... Uh, enjoy interacting with the people who have come in, come out to support, and so uh, you know we we have we have built we have maintained this very loyal group of people who have sustained us over the last you know few years. So um, yeah, and for us, you know, because we were already in our early 30s when we started the whole idea, uh, we'd already worked for a decade or more and just job jobs and everything like that. And so for us, the whole thing has always just been kind of this grand adventure. Uh, so we we were we started too late to be to ever get jaded, and we uh, you know now when we get to travel, we really appreciate the time together as as you know brothers and just being you know out on the road together, and it's like our it's like our our vacations away from the normal stuff. 
one thing I'm worried about is, is as you're describing this, I hadn't even thought about this, but you know, a big part of our experience when we're traveling is like you say, walking through the crowd, high-fiving everybody. I don't know how we have to modify this in the uh, COVID-19 era, but we're going to have to make some adjustments, obviously. So we'll no, yes. That. I don't, don't mean to put that in your head, but that, that, yeah, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be wild. Yeah. I was like, Oh wait, we have to change what we do. We'll just do a lot of this instead of, uh, yeah, no, that's what we do at work. Cause I'm, I'm essential. So I have to, we, this is how, yeah, good job, man. <laughs> you know what I laugh is so back in the day, people would touch elbows, but now you just kind of wave your elbow at someone from 10 feet away. You know, it's like, it's become the new wave. It's weird. Like it's just sort of evolved. <laughs> yeah, waving, it's like, oh, no, it might be considered a gesture of, oh, yeah. It, but, <laughs> that's, but, um, oh, man. But, yeah, so you, you, you have a time constraint. I want you to be able to get back to what you're doing. But, um, Sarah, did you have anything that I that I missed that we wanted to ask him so. about? Well, dude. Um, is there any mover song you guys like in particular? Oh, all, all of them? <laughs> I mean, play, play your favorite one. Like, we, we, we're huge fans, so. Let's see, how about... Uh... So this is the one from our, so we just, we have this, this is a fun one we do live now. It's like our, our pallet, power ballad. Um, we, uh, uh, we get everyone to wave their phones, you know, put the cameras on. We wrote this uh, a couple years ago when we were playing a show in Asia and a family got confused and they came early. So it was just this one family sitting on a, on a blanket out in the field. And uh, so we and we started writing this song for them as a joke and then it became the kind of the centerpiece of our last album. Do you ever feel slow as molasses? You're dropping all your passes. You got tape on your glasses. Maybe you should check your lenses Take a look again Buddy, you got friends It doesn't matter if you're big or small You're short or tall Taking one and all And maybe you're fast or slow You don't know Want you to know We're so glad you're here It wouldn't be the same without you We're so glad you're here Yeah Cause there's just something about you can smile like you, can do all the things that you can do. Let them try, let them try, but not you. No two people in the world are exactly alike. He's reading a book, he's riding a bike, do what you like. And do what you like. Some people are good at building things. Other people help you learn and grow. There are heroes who will keep you safe. Me, you won't put on the show. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Good and job. I Sorry, I got to rush off and go uh, do my uh, one of my other side hustles. Like it's every musician okay. in the world, we have a million other jobs. It's okay. Anything you want to leave um, the listeners with? Some direction you want to point them? Something you want to shout out? Anything? Just please uh, check out Imagination Movers on Disney+, Plus, all 75 episodes. You can check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, imaginationmovers.com. And, uh, of course, there's uh, hundreds of uh, Imagination Movers videos on YouTube, so please uh, check us out there as well. Uh, and hope, hopefully we'll get to come play a show uh, at a town near you at some point soon. Absolutely. And, Sarah, as we always say on the show. There's no shame in being a geek, no matter how old you are. I've done it so long. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank awesome. you, for Rich. Thank you. Tell the other movies we missed them. Yeah, we love you guys. Have a good thank day. Bye. See you. Bye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make up a song for you right now. Creating geeks, creating geeks, creating geeks. It's a podcast. It's a podcast starting right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs>